goal of Data Transformers podcast is to accelerate digital transformation by bridging the gap between business outcomes and rapidly advancing technologies. And we aim to bridge this gap by focusing on data. I am Peggy Sai, top 50 women in tech influencer, co-author of the AI book, and data governance expert. I'm Ramesh Danta, an entrepreneur, a tech blogger, and AI enthusiast. Welcome, Shafali Sampar, to our digital transformation tra- um, podcast. I'm really happy to have you here today. Thank you so much, Peggy and Ramesh, for having me. It's an honor that you thought of me. Welcome, Shafali. Thank you, Ramesh. Lovely talking to you. Yep. Well, the first thing I just wanted to let everybody know, Shafali, is that we used to work together at AIG, insurance company, and I know you have deep roots in insurance, so I'm really looking forward to understanding your, your career, your transition inside the insurance space. Um, actually, one of our previous podcasts, we had Chris Cheatham, the former CEO of Risk Genius, come talk to us about insurance technology. And I know you have a lot of thoughts around the space of insurance and technology and just the overall digital transformation that has uh, been going on in insurance. It's mostly been known as really, in terms of data and technology, pretty laggard in terms of other industries. Like, what are your thoughts on that? I I completely agree. Um, And um, one of the things that I'd like to share is I actually come from the business side of the industry. I'm an underwriter by profession. Uh, My heart is in risk management. But then I moved into the technology side fairly early in my career. So while I do agree that I'm an insurance professional, I am actually more of a digital and a technology professional that exploits technology for the benefit of business because my heart is in business and I I love to see how the new technologies, whether it's old and shiny or it's the new and uh, super shiny, it's, it's how can we right fit the correct technology for the correct business outcome. And like you rightly said, I've had a little bit of a journey um, across uh, my, my career, but all of it has really been focused on exploiting technology for business outcomes. So that's a summary of my passion. Shifal, if, if uh, I don't know much about the insurance industry, so there is a commercial side, there's a consumer side, if you could lay uh, out the land a little bit as to what insurance is and where the digital transformation maturity is in different areas of insurance, if you could. Thank you. So insurance is actually a very interesting industry uh, because while people think that it's something that, um, you know, they are not, it's not of their interest, it's at the back burner of their, uh, you know, uh, radars, really, whether it's a personal line, commercial line, insurance is actually the heart of every every business you look at your life Uh, it covers you from birth to death and everything in between be it your health be it your different stages of life be it your purchasing a house selling a house a bank account if it's your banking and financial services industry located your bank accounts are insured you have your what in india or in different places is called fixed deposits that secure deposits that you do the government is insuring them Mm. at every stage of your life it's insured Mm. 
You look at your business in your commercial side. If it's your business insurance, you need to insure your workers, whether it's you, through your co workers' compensation, whether it's health insurance, whether it's through any other form of insurance and employees that have they, they have or have not. Look at your physical infrastructure. If you have a manufacturing unit, if you're an IT company, you need to insure your building, you need to insure your assets, any loss to the asset or because of the asset needs to be insured. You look at your work. Now we are talking now about the future of what industry is. We are talking about robots coming into the world. You're talking about self-driving cars. We're talking about back many, many years ago where Volvo used automated tools to build a car. God forbid one of those nuts, the, you know, the, the engine or the automated machine tighter than it was supposed to, yeah. somebody's going to have an accident somewhere. Who's going to cover that risk? Mm -hmm. Insurance is the heart of risk, and it covers everything, be it marine insurance. You, you have your Apple phone that many of us use. We all know the Apple phone is manufactured in China. But for you to use it in Canada, USA, Africa, the, the physical shipment, the manufacturing, loading of the cargo and shipping it to your one shop where you purchase it from now, whether it's through e-commerce or a physical Apple shop, mm -hmm. it's a complete supply chain. And ensuring that supply chain is marine insurance. So insurance, I believe, is the heart of any industry, your aerospace. I mean, name any industry, it needs insurance. So insurance is the heart of everything. But the problem is, it is one also one of the oldest industries in the world. So going I'm coming back. to the second part. Sorry, I'm just, just wrapping up. Going to the second part of your question, what about digital transformation? Because it's one of the oldest businesses in the world, it's also very, very inherently built on legacy culture. Yep. People, this is how it was done, so we'll do it the same way. Yeah. And that's where the word transformation comes. I believe the industry, whether it's banking, which is, again, a very, very old industry, financial services, investment banking, insurance, those kind of you know traditional securities industries or mm. insurance are now in a metamorphosis mm. and trans the the digital technologies are the catalyst to that transformation wow that is actually a fantastic layout of the land um honestly thank you very much so uh peggy i think you were asking about uh, the mature uh, sorry uh, you, you want to understand the digital transformation levels in the industry is that right yeah i know so Shafali, thanks so much for your really broad overview of, of insurance. I don't I know if many people outside of insurance actually appreciate um, the, the impact of insurance that has in, in, our, um, in everyone's life, all aspects of our life. But um, can you talk more about the, the digital transformation, like specifically where you see things happening. I know you mentioned a little bit earlier about IoT, Internet of Things, like robotics. It's really, you know, changing the way, you know, possibly, you know, our health, our premiums for health insurance is being calculated. Um, you know, a lot of companies are now monitoring people's health through, you know, um, 
devices like an Apple Watch, you know, things like that, pedometers. So, like, what other uh, futuristic things do you see um, insurance really uh, taking, being current in, in, in today's lifestyles? So, one of the interesting things traditionally that insurers looked at was really covering a risk. So the potential of a damage happening, whether it's you getting hospitalized, you having a death, therefore a financial loss in the family, or having a, you know some kind of a loss to your business or something in that line. And so that really was all about ensuring you cover the risk. Mm-hmm. Today, I think the possibility has come like you said, with the advent of IoT, ability to ingest large volumes of data and you know take it out and bring intelligent information from that mm-hmm. to looking at insurers, looking at it more of a holistic view. For example, the ability to track my heart rate, my lifestyle allows you to get a better view onto my health risk profile. What does that mean? Can I now proactively as an insurance company work on protection rather than cover? Can I proactively go out and say, hey, looks like your BMI seems to be entering the overweight zone or getting fluctuation, which has its share of problems. And can I now see that if you make enough changes or consistently show a record of healthy um, uh, lifestyle, can I consider giving you a premium rebate or some kind of an incentive to help reduce that and consistently keep that risk in control? Now, the outcome of this behavior, while it seems very customer centric, it may seem very, um, you know, right thing to do actually is very deeply rooted into the business uh, outcomes of an insurance company. In the long run, what are you going to see? You're going to see that the claims, the overall claims are going to come down. So if you're a health insurance, you're going to see less people getting hospitalized. If you're a life insurance, probability of a person dying of bad health comes down. And so your claims are going to come down. The cost of claim, which becomes a large sum of your expense, in, if you look at your combined ratios, claim value is the biggest part of your combined ratio. If you can reduce that through a digital intervention so you can look ahead into the future, into the quality of life, quality of damage, it's transformational to the way we look at our financial reporting. I can apply the same logic to commercial now. The chances, for example, worker compensation, somebody slipping and falling in your uh, shop floor because there's an oil slick happening. If you can, through a camera, record that behavior and predict, oh, when the engine runs the 101st cycle, there is a drop of oil that falls. The Mm -hmm. chance of the worker slipping and falling, I can control that through that prediction controlling this oil slick at the the thousand time I kind of do the servicing and the 1001 cycle of running that engine, the oil will not fall. My possibility of the person claiming a worker's compensation comes down. 
The outcome of an investment done of intelligent control is actually multifold to the insurer, not to mention the brand value and the good faith the customer gets, you know, the insurer gets from the customer. So it's actually a, a holistic approach which digital transformation can bring um, if, if done right. So Shafali, actually you, you're walking us through the entire you know, the life cycle here. So as you're talking, you talked about a few metrics, right? So you talked about cost of claims processing, right? And there is another one that uh, in an engagement that I did, a consulting one, it's a throughput uh, in terms of how many claims can you process, right? The, the, the turnaround of the time, that is also a metric that uh, these people. So likewise, so what are the key metrics um, that are there in the insurance industry? That's one. And secondly, how, do, how does an insurer prioritize investments into these areas? Which ones they should invest more digital transformation investment into? So what are the low-hanging fruits? Which ones give more ROI? So how, how do they you know, go through? What are the KPIs and which ones are the ones to invest in? So the KPIs, I think it's a standard thing that all of us look at. The KPI can be operational KPIs which you mentioned is, you know, turnaround time, productivity, you know, stuff like that. And then there is your statutory KPIs, which, like I said, the combined ratios, the claim ratios, the loss ratios, the underwriting profits, those are the regulatory requirements that, that come from a KPI point of view. I see. My, I actually take a slightly differentiated view, Ramesh, of, of how we should look at digital transformation. Hmm. Digital transformation really is about what is your vision as a company, irrespective of which company. I'm not saying insurance, I'm not saying banking, I'm not saying mutual funds, I'm not saying invest, I'm, I'm not even saying supply chain. Yeah. I'm saying what is the outcome as an organization? What is the vision you as an organization have? If your vision statement says that, for example, you want to be the most profitable insurance company in the world, mm -hmm. if that's your vision, then every investment you make backwards needs to go from that vision. If you turn around and say that you are going to be the most customer-centric organization in the world, your investments go backwards from there. Ultimately, we all know all businesses, be it manufacturing, be it banking, be it insurance, be it investments, the foundations are your profitability. There is no question on that. And the, the, the sure. core of it is there. But the angle from which you look at it varies. Right? And I go back to the age-old cliched example of Amazon. Right? Very Amazon, <laughs> Amazon started off what was the vision to be the most customer centric organization and to have the ability to sell anything in the world that was the vision that he set out for himself i think it's a known story of amongst all of us how did amazon move away from being a bookseller to selling everything the minute he changed that vision to say that i want to sell anything he sent out a survey to its customers saying at this moment if sitting right now if you could buy anything if amazon could give you anything what would that be and he actually asked his customers that and one of the responses that came back was that he the some customer wanted windshield wipers for his car and jeff booth looked at it and said 
of course i can give you why should i only give you books and that's what changed what he sells on amazon because the question i went out in line with his vision saying i want to be the most customer centric organization and i can sell anything i want we all know again the cliched example why did amazon web services become the largest profitable product of amazon because to be able to service their customers they build this huge data warehouse or data cloud capability and then they marketed that as a capability they white labeled it but it comes from that vision right they didn't set out to be the largest cloud service provider no, no. that's just now you look at the other way the other extreme i want to build the best it's a sony it's your brand promise mm-hmm. right so you work backwards and say i want to get the best product because that's my brand promise and work backwards on the digital interventions coming back to your question if an insurance company wants to invest what where should they be investing well i would say i would request and my first step would be come back to your drawing board and understand what do you want to be what is your brand promise mm. is your brand promise the best claim um, you know throughput to the claim so my my claims will be paid out within 24 hours 99% of my claims paid in 24 hours is that your promise is your promise i will insure anything under the earth is your promise i'm going to be the most customer friendly person i'm going to be most reachable what is your brand promise now work backwards your technology is not the reason you exist your promise your service is what you exist for and work backwards to ensure which are the digital levers you want to enable doing the same thing now let's take an example of a data warehouse right everybody says i want to have a data warehouse i want to have the best state of class data data uh, you know solution and and peggy and i are smiling at this because we have history here right we we want to have the best in class um you know digital solution now that's a very nice statement to have but what do you want to do with that data yeah is the data and some people may say it's just a, i want the real up to date record moment of truth right now how many policies do i have right now how many claims do i have that could be a ask and that we can achieve that yeah. the other could be i want it to be futuristic i want it to have big data you know everything from facebook and twitter and everything coming together and i want that that's one ask but you need to be clear of that ask because the investments will vary some things can be done through an excel and very well Sure. some things may need a data warehousing solution yeah. some things may need the state of art uh, you know big data lake uh, cloud service solution yeah, you are reinforcing our belief that technology is you know uh, the outcome of what you are trying you know and trying to do means to achieve your outcome yes exactly and i think a lot of leaders today they very they can articulate the means very well as you said having the best data solution or data cloud solution yeah. but ultimately the vision this very simple vision that you said that Amazon had um on 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 selling a to z things right on on the web 
that is such a very clear, basic, um, an easy uh, vision. Everyone can really attach to. He didn't talk about technology at all, and um, I, I love how you are, you know, emphasizing that we really need that simple clarity. In your opinion, I mean, you've talked and you've seen a lot of um, companies, whether in insurance and other fields. How common is it for executives to be able to? Um, you know, be able to declare or even have this this vision. I would think that is the first step to a successful digital transformation journey. I think hundred percent of companies at the really top layer have that defined. But I don't think it's always um, clear so to all the employees. It's not. That's the always problem with the corporations. Yeah. That trickle down message is is not always clear what becomes very important then is the governance right once that proclamation and that statement is done it's really down to execution Mm -hmm. so i like to talk about in a three-step way right one is your vision you really need to have that vision and be clear of the conviction needs to be there but the vision in action is execution And execution is laid in the foundation of governance. The way you really, every organization has limited resources, whether it be time, money, or people. Is the leadership really committed to executing on that vision? What is it that you can do yourself? What do you want to outsource? And that's that's where the beauty of today's environment is. Unlike about 10 years ago, where if I wanted to become the most customer-friendly organization, I needed to build that mobile solution. I needed to build that data warehouse. I needed to build that architecture. Today, you can actually crowdsource the solution as long as you have your governance and breaking down further into slightly smaller, your program management in line. Today, you need to have a vision of up to three to five years, because beyond that, really, I think organizations really do transform. But in that three to five years, you need to break everything down in almost a 30, 60 day, 90 brackets. And in these 30, 60 day, 90 brackets, really keep doing a check that is all the effort you're putting in and time, money and resources actually funneling into that larger vision. And is it adding up to that vision? And that's what the governance and program management is comes into play and that you really need to keep inside the organization mm-hmm. everything else you can outsource it, you cannot as a, any company as a manufacturing company as an insurance company as a banking company as a software company any company you cannot have all the skills needed to fulfill on that vision yeah. and today we have the capability to use that ecosystem in almost like a software as a service model if, if i can call it that right Mm-hmm. ensuring that it moves toward that engine. And the third part, which I call the secret sauce of any transformation to happen, is people. Sure. Ultimately, it's your people who are going to make it happen. And people, how much ever we believe it, it is not true, work on reward and recognition. That is true. Mm-hmm. HR may say otherwise, everybody <laughs> may believe otherwise, but the reality is 
and it's not just money well, money is very important but it's not just money it's really the the visible successes that people see if people are being rewarded to move their behavior towards the vision whether it's customer engagement whether it's reduced on around time whether it's uh, whatever the outcome people will work in that direction and I what you measure is what you get as well yeah absolutely i give a very nice example a few years ago a very significant um, brand uh, you know started talking about we live by your promise and blah 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 and i made a call to its call center for for service request of an equipment i have in the house and this is an old story but you know it's kind of hits hard when you realize it uh, they said uh, oh thank you ma'am this is your call you know service number blah 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 your your service will be uh, engineer will be in your house within 24 hours i was like wow this is fabulous the customer service yeah 24 hours go and yeah, next day same time i call up and say hello you said 24 hours somebody would be in the house i haven't even received a call for appointment forget somebody actually turning up you know ma'am it's 24 working hours and we work eight hours a week no <laughs> a day so it's going to actually take three days ah, wow that now, is incredible now what's interesting is as far as they are concerned they're meeting the sla yeah yeah the call center has been told you will be serviced in 24 hours and the call center no ma'am there is no problem we've not missed, missed, missed our sla we said 24 hours but the customer what the measure unit was different and they are by the way one of the leading most rewarded customer service companies and if i say the name, brand name you know you resonate with it but yeah, that's yeah, the reality yeah yeah and and everybody was working around that parameter 24 hours hmm. so it's very important what you say and what you do matter yeah. and what is the brand promise you want to deliver in this case they delivered on the 24 hours but unfortunately yeah, right. the customer experience went down to minus 10 because my trust levels were lost yeah, yeah yeah what do you want and that could be that measure for them that's okay and if you're okay with that that's fine i'm not judging i mean but at least be upfront and uh, transparent and then be be very clear about the communication well maybe that's not the brand promise that company has the brand promise was to be the on time every time Great. They were on time every time, as long as it's twenty-four hours, 24 according hours, to yeah. their their standards. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you liked what you heard today and would like to hear more, please subscribe to our podcast on your favorite player like iTunes and Spotify, and please do rate our podcast. Also, please go to our website www.datatransformerspodcast.com. for more episodes blogs and information on our speakers thank you